Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, it is hour two on this Friday afternoon. We had a short work week. Julia had the shortest work week, week of us all. She's hanging out with us for one day here, which is a lot of fun because Lori and Julia are back here setting off this fun weekend. So sit back and enjoy the show, guys. Oh, Julia, yes. Lori was telling me about her interview oh, David with David Kemp. Oh, I got that coming up this weekend on our best ofs if you want to catch it. Oh, you it. do? Yeah, okay. I put it in because there. Because so. I have about... I don't know. 12 pages left. Yeah, Isn't that, that a great book? Oh, And he's so nice. It, it And, you know, like, you, you hesitate to give the plot of it because yeah. it's not a post-apocalyptic, even though this, it's based on a real thing called the Carrington event. If something happens, you, you read about it in the first page, and and but it really is just about a family and, you know, a brother and a sister and so much more. It's just... And he told us, he goes, yeah, I'm writing the screenplay right now, and Netflix is making mm-hmm. a movie. Oh. Did he say a movie? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think he, he said a movie. You know who you, I could... You ended up talking about a movie. I do remember that. So yeah, it was a yeah. movie related. But yeah, this guy. And he's so great on the air. I mean, he sounds like, you know, we want to keep, we got to keep that relationship we'll going. We'll keep that phone number. I've got it. Yeah, and I think his sister nice lives here. Oh, and, really? And Chris Hewitt has interviewed him because he's the screenplay He's written so many amazing screenplays for so many movies. And he was on yesterday at 4.30 or 3.30? No, the other day. He was was on on Wednesday Wednesday. with Brittany at Mm. 4... No, at 3.30. At 3.30 when Brittany was in on Wednesday. So you could go back to Wednesday's first hour podcast or catch it this weekend on the back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he he was fun to talk to and I just, I really, that book is, you know, going to be in our top 10. At it's the end so, of the year. And I Rio know Yours. Huh? Rio Yours. Yeah, which we would just, be another yeah, one. Yeah, that was another ours. one. Um, but, okay, so yesterday, right before we got on the air, we got the news that James Kahn, legendary actor, uh, had passed away at the age of 82. And the James Kahn Twitter account is how it let us know. And it ended with end of tweet, which we did not know that James Kahn was such a fun follow. Just mainly posting stills of movies he'd been in. Um, with maybe a, a two-word caption, and then at the end of the picture, he'd just write, end of tweet. Mm. And, um, awesome. He, yeah, I know. And, and there's a lot of great pieces. Entertainment Weekly and People had like what people consider his two best movie roles. He himself is what on record they? as saying The Godfather and Thief with Tuesday Well, the 1981 Movie, um, okay. but uh, Pierce Brosnan filmed the last movie that we're going to see um, James Conn in. It's it was wrapped up and finished. Okay, and he's just he's just gutted about it because he just was in you know a they lot of together pe- right? on, on location for a month in Louisiana on Aww. this movie. So did he, he just die in his sleep or something? I, I, maybe I don't know, but they it's a gangster thriller called Fast Charlie and. Um, James Conn and Pierce Brosnan, and, and then GMA today, Chris Conley had a really great of, like, Pierce, like uh, James Conn had been on the show like maybe six or seven times over the years. Mm-hmm. The first clip we hear him in, Rona Barrett. 
is oh, interviewing him. Love Rona Barrett. Okay, so James Caan has had a long relationship with ABC. So here's just, uh, you know, Chris Conley with more on his life and legacy in some of his own words. Viral and volatile, irascible or surprisingly tender. James Caan's superb performances ran the full gamut of his era's American male. What did he say? His hot-headed, charismatic Sonny Corleone in 1972's The Godfather earned Khan an Oscar nomination and made him a movie star. Yet the Bronx-born raised in Queens Khan had already starred in the real-life story Brian's Song as cancer-stricken football player Brian Piccolo, who oh bonds gosh. with Billy D. Williams' Gail Sayers, the TV movie becoming a first-cry rite of passage for young athletes in the oh, 1970s. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. After that, Khan was money on shore leave in Cinderella Liberty. What do you expect me to get done by 12 o'clock Over the edge in The Gambler. I can't lose. Why? Because I'm betting on him, that's why. And with Tuesday Weld in Michael Mann's Thief. He dies two years later, which is a real loss to the planet Earth. Khan would get what's coming in Stephen King's bleakly funny misery. Whatever you think I'm about to please don't do Helping Kathy Bates win an Oscar. And he'd be the perfect compliment to Will Ferrell's cheerful elf in the John Favreau comedy that's become a beloved holiday favorite. Who sent this Christmas gram? What's a Christmas gram? I want one. So many of his collaborators paying James Conn tribute after news of his passing on July 6th at the age of 82 from as yet undisclosed causes. His Godfather co-star Al Pacino calling him a fictional brother and my lifelong friend. Barbara Streisand, with whom he starred in Funny Lady, mm -hmm. tweeting, I am so sorry to hear about Jimmy. He was so talented. And Billy D. Williams, teammates and friends to the end. R.I.P. Mm -hmm. Jimmy. And on social media, Khan's family grateful for the outpouring of love and heartfelt condolences from fans who treasured Khan's dynamic, driven approach to his work. I can't take it easy. What's to me, I enjoy working. I enjoy working. You know, he, he never lost that uh, that New York, New York you know, his yeah. accent. And I'm telling you that his, Brian's song, though, you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh. When we first watched that, when that kid, you said it was 1971. 1971. I was eight. Yeah. I just remember bawling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I remember bawling. watching it, but not in, not in 71. But yes, uh, that was like a 10... Handkerchief. Have movie. you ever seen that, Grant? No, Lori and I just talked about it. She, well, she we posted the trailer yesterday, yesterday because oh. I bet TCM and there'll be like people will want to go and see oh, some I'm, of these yeah. movies. You know, it'll be and, a weekend for me of, of Brian's song for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because like you said, Casey said it's Rudy and Brian's oh, song, and and if, if, if it's anywhere near Rudy, I'm all in on Brian's song. It's kind of a similar thing. And oh. he also told CBS Sunday Morning that after he did Funny Lady, he said I got offered like 28 musicals. He said, "I didn't want to do another musical, so uh, so I could sing a little." He can. You know, he really just and my mom loved him in Las Vegas, the TV show. Ed yes. Deline. With Josh Duhamel. Yeah, he was Ed Deline. Yeah, Ed Deline, and uh, yes, but his, this movie, Fast Charlie, is coming out uh, in 2023 and had finished production, and it stars James Caan and Pierce Brosnan. So. Um, filmed in Louisiana. I Louisiana. Like those oh, that's a good combo. Yeah. James Conn Pierce. I like it. I like it too. All right, listen. Um, when we come back, it's time for random thoughts. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is.
Okay, so um, randomly, um, Demi Moore is the new face of Andy, A-N-D-I-E, swimwear. And she's uh, modeling her beautifulness. She looks so good. She looks amazing. Amazing. Um, And Lori, uh, Lori, um, and you're not done either. You're Grant. Mm, That's right. Grant posted it on the Lori and Julia show page. But she looks great. But we are um, trying to like these bottoms with the ruffles on them. They're called the Monaco. Yeah, the ruffle around the yeah, thigh. Yeah, but she looks great. Yeah. So if people want, and you said there's suits on here for people with longer to- torsos. Yep. Long torso swimsuit. I've never seen that And they're before. affordable. That yeah. first one with the black, it's like a tank top that goes yeah. over the whole body and then covers the no, bottom. No, but I, I love that she Ooh. told people this week that she struggles to feel good in her skin, but shooting at the French Riviera for the swimsuit campaign was a positive experience. I <laughs> oh, no, Really? Really, Demi? I, I can't imagine. That just sounds horrible. No, I know. She looks amazing. <laughs> well, her okay. boyfriend is a French chef. Oh. A famous French chef. Okay. And I wonder if like, they had a setup when she did this campaign. Because this seems, by all the photos, like she might have been there for a while. It does seem like. Okay. She's all modeling right. a knows? lot of different looks. And her face looks different depending on the lighting of the photo. You know, yeah, and she did that one wonky thing. Yeah, she that's, did. That's what I was gonna say. She looks so different in these photos than yeah. Yeah, that she did something. Uh-huh. We don't know. What. She looks great. She All right, here's great, something. Yeah. Here's something. San Francisco Zoo right now is mourning the death of one of their the oldest penguins in the world. Did you hear this story? Oh, Captain Eo. He was a resident of the San Francisco. Captain what? Eo. Okay. A resident of the San Francisco Zoo passed away on Wednesday at the age of forty. While 40 might My be goodness. too young to die for humans, That's... the average lifespan of a Magellanic penguin, almost close, mm-hmm. is 20, 30 years, wow. according to the zoo assistant, Quinn Brown. Okay. And then he said about um, the captain, the, the penguin, <laughs> he did not partake in the usual shenanigans of stealing fish from others or pushing his way through the crowd for fish. Instead, he would quietly and politely sit on the rocky beach and wait for his turn for his meal, then go out for a swim or home. Because he, he was one of a kind. Yeah, he was probably 200 in people yeah. years. He's like, I can't handle yeah, all that. I, know, I'm just I ain't got time that. for that. Yeah. He's survived by 26 children, oh, my word. 31 grandchildren, mm-hmm. and 8 grandchildren. Children. Did we just do our first ever yeah um, family tree for an animal? <laughs> yes, we did. And I a notable little bit. Yeah, a, a notable, notable bit. That's what I was looking Captain for. Captain Eagle, eel, for an the animal. oldest penguin. I just thought that was sweet. Poor, you know. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Well, bye. that's a long time to that's be a at long, a zoo. I would say. I mean, they got them in bronze. Those big turtles at the Como Zoo. They were there so long. I mean, I was never there when the turtles were oh, there. Oh yeah, we used to ride them. Yeah, we mm-hmm. used to ride That's them. Something. And weren't they there for a really long time? My childhood, <laughs> which felt like it was a long time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The Como Zoo was our go-to place because it's free, oh, right? Yeah. It's Great free. Place. It's yeah. the best place. It was free. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, there's a town in Oklahoma on the Panhandle named Hooker. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah! And its slogan is "It's a location, not a vocation." Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I do too. Mm-hmm. I do too. I um, probably had a town contest to come up with that. 
How do we describe hooker? Yeah. It's like my friends who lived on Boner Lake, mm-hmm. but they started pronouncing it Bonier. Bonet. 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 Something French instead of that. The best was when Nebraska said they had their little like commercials for like how Nebraska come visit Nebraska. Yes. And at the end of it, would they would say, it's not for everyone. They yeah. literally made fun of themselves because yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah. Nebraska. It's true. It's not for everyone. It's true. Today is the only day of the year. Where 99% of the people on Earth are all technically in sun t- sunlight at the same time. It's already <laughs> happened, but it's because of um, the sun is below the high. No, don't, just, don't, don't, not, don't explain sun math. I'm not I going to. I can't handle it. I'm not going to. <laughs> but it happened earlier it in happened the day. It happened earlier in the day. It. it only happens once a year. The forever stamp price is going up, people. Oh, oh yeah. Did you want to know something? What? I am grateful. I cannot believe that. But I'm for, just telling people if no, you want I, to save money, go buy them today. But I'm just saying it, it is the most incredible deal to of our lifetime. Stamp. Yeah, they're uh, going to put up a to stamp 60. and it will go to Alaska or yeah. it'll go to here, or it'll go to there. Yes. And that a postcard is like 13 cents or you can give so much joy if you ever just get off your butt and buy some postcards and you could just send some funny fun to people people love getting snail mail it's starting to become in it's writing letters is going to be in vogue again postcards, postcards. Well, i'm postcards. advocating saucy postcards. sizzly postcards postcards are fantastic <laughs> isn't it fun to get one yes it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay the sh- dirty shirley you were talking about earlier it is, was remember, I talking about a dirty You told shirley? me about it two months ago yeah, oh yeah the okay. dirty shirley, like, yeah. it okay. is the unofficial drink of the summer ah! The Dirty Shirley. And what it is, basically... It's a Shirley Temple with booze. 100%. Love it. And take your pick. It's got to be clear, white. Yeah, it would go vodka. It's got to be vodka. Vodka. It's going to be vodka. Lemon lime soda. You could have gin or vodka. You could have a gin, Shirley... Ginger ale. A dirty gin. Mm -hmm. Shirley. Dirty Shirley. Dirty Shirley with gin. A dirty Shirley. Thirsty now we're talking about. and, And spank Shirley hard when you're pouring that in there. Okay, I know this is I know this is a Sex Monday thing, Laura. Yeah, but I didn't. It, there was um, very few things out there, but the best p- sex position for women is missionary, according to a new study. Mm-hmm. And ideally, with a small pillow under the woman's back. Yeah, that's right. Get that sacroiliac uh, joint and yep. the whole beautiful um, everything th- that you have to thrust upwards, exactly. upwards already. In that position. <laughs> That is the position that yeah. allows for the best blood flow yes. to a woman's nether regions. Mm-hmm. Nether regions. Now that's always that's always like in a bodice ripper. They, they refer to the nether regions. Oh my gosh! Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And a couple volunteered to get it uh, on in five different. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Positions yeah. for this study while doctors yeah. use an ultrasound to monitor blood flow. And that's the position. Absolutely. And that's why you do so much of that in yoga and Pilates. They're always after you... Your pelvic floor. To do your pelvic floor and also tilting up like that. And every time you do and you get up there and then you kind of stretch and like, damn, that feels good. I almost always have a dirty thought (laughs) on every up thrust. No, honest to God. You are sick. You are sick, but, but do let me have one more thing. not? Because it feels kind of good. You're just sort of like stretching. Because you're in a class with everybody else. And no, you're there's like only always... like three or four people. I'm oh. with my own private thoughts. My own private Idaho. You know what I'm saying? Your own private thoughts. <laughs> they also found that being face-to-face with eye contact makes a huge difference for women. Oh. And their sexual response. Yeah. I. You know what? I can't stand anyone. If anyone looks me in the eye, I'm going to poke their eyes out. I don't I can't like stand the eye it. contact either. I can't stand it. I can't. I Shut don't know why. I, I can't. Kissing with eyes open oh, or anything. I can't gross. do it. I want to yes. just like, I mean, nah, I guess not, I, not my you know, style. I, I guess I have threatened to poke somebody's eyes out once if they didn't stop doing that. <laughs> and remember Matt, the bachelor? Oh, Matt, the bachelor. Who kissed with everybody eyes with open. eyes open. Oh. And he it was drove us crazy. He was tall, so he was looking down with his eyes open. Oh. Because he was like, I mean, he was a tall, man. If anyone man. is an open eye kisser, beware. Yeah. yeah do it at least with one eye. Pretend like you're winking. Your that's, that's what you should do. If you get busted with your eyes open, pretend like you're winking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't looking at you. We're over there. I was just winking at you. This is such a Friday show. It is. All right. We are so delighted to have Amelia Pedlow with us, and she plays Emma. And Emma is um, the wonderful play that Lori and I went to a couple weeks ago, I feel like, right now, Lori, at the Guthrie Theater that is going to be here. And Amelia, you dazzled us. Oh, I'm so thrilled. I'm so happy you saw it. Oh, Oh, you are so good. All right, so here's one question. Mm -hmm. Because we do know that this was supposed to happen, and then COVID shut down this world um, premiere premiere of Emma, the new Emma, which is... Well, we've never had it on stage. No. it's it's Have we, Amelia? No, I mean, there are a few versions floating around, but none of them, you know, have gone to Broadway or had any huge productions. This one is a... It's a big deal. Oh, this <laughs> one so we good. can see on Broadway. I feel like this. You guys are just having your test run. Enjoy your anonymity, Amelia, because once this goes to Broadway, then your name is you know going to be known, and everybody else. <laughs> I'll um, deal with fame. I'll, I'll find a way to deal with it. <laughs> well, we, we, Lori could offer some some uh, classes. Honestly, too. but it's so, just such a dazzling, dazzling show. Oh, thank you so much. We really, it, it, and it came to life. I'm sure you saw in text so much of it with the costumes and the music and the dancing. And on top of that, you know, the the wit and it's Jane Austen and uh, Kate Hamill, the playwright, just really, I think, brought it to life in such a smart, theatrical way. It's also a perfect play. As you saw this in yeah. terms of the audience interaction, acknowledging that they're in a play. I mean, it's, it's just a, a theater piece at a time when, it's been a while since we've been able to go to the theater, and right. I hope people are enjoying it. <laughs> well, we okay. So here's a question. First of all, give people the setup for what the play's about. Okay, wonderful. It's about this lovely person. I'm unbiased, uh, Emma Woodhouse, mm-hmm. who is uh, terribly 
bored <laughs> and decides to start matchmaking for her friends. And her intentions are good, but of course, chaos ensues and there's mishaps and mistaken uh, love triangles and accidents and, and wonderful, clever Jane Austen wordplay. And also this playwright has taken a, a feminist bent on the whole story by sort of amping up the female relationships in the show and really kind of going to the heart of what women at that time were dealing with in terms of an incredible amount of education and intelligence and capability and energy without a lot of places to put it. And so right. it's just such a smart through line to the piece that elevates it. It's very silly. It's very funny. It's very kind of a lot of lots of romance, but it's also, I think, smart and I hope a little impactful in that it is also kind of addressing it from that perspective. Oh, it it is so smart and so fresh. And, and the music. It's so good. But <laughs> you music. had, oh Amelia, gosh. did you know, like, were you guys ready to go on stage before COVID? Did you know your lines? No, oh, that's a great question. No, we had one week in the room and we had one day of rehearsal. And I remember feeling relief that we were going to have a week off because I thought, oh, I'll catch up on my lines, which now just seems nuts. But, right. um but I will say, like, that opening dance, which maybe I'm giving too much away, but no. into a popular Boys to Men song, mm -hmm. was one of the late surprises. It was one of the last things we did in that one week we had in March of 2020. And it just, it made it so clear the world of the play we were building. Yes. Mm -hmm. so to sort of say goodbye to it for a while was really hard, really hard. And I think as an audience member... Too, because like I always tell people if they go, oh, I don't know who Jane, I don't know if I'm a Jane Austen fan or I never saw the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma movie. I always say, well, did you see Clueless? Oh, yeah, I love Clueless. I said, well, that's Emma. Kara Horowitz is Emma mm -hmm. just in a in Beverly Hills, you know, and and then they go, oh, yeah. But with that opening number, it immediately does become clear to the audience that this is going to be fun. Oh, this is going to be a delicious show. And we're going to savor every word, every moment, every visual. Yeah, it, it, and we really didn't know, you know, our first audience is such an audience-based play, and the eruption of laughter yeah. when that sound cue came on uh -huh. was just every night. It's the sort of little kick we need, and I hope the audience needs to go, you're going to have a good time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Amelia Pedlow. She plays Emma in the Guthrie Theater's production of Emma, which is now through August 21st. And I'm telling you, tickets start at... Like twenty six dollars, mm -hmm. I think, and you guys have a lot of how many performances, performances a week? About eight. eight. Um, okay. They, there's some Wednesday matinees, so definitely check out the schedule. Um, usually two shows on Saturday if you want to come during the day, but yeah. but generally Tuesday through Sunday. I, you know what? I was impressed. I saw that you guys offer. I think maybe it might be just one date, but what's called a relaxed performance. And I had yeah. no idea what that meant, and I'd never heard of that before. Yes, it's wonderful. It's for, for anyone um, who the stimuli of lights and sound might be something that would make them not as comfortable in a theater setting. We mm -hmm. just sort of gently mute everything Every that we have so that um, anybody who might be on the spectrum or, or might themselves just choose to not want that loud sound cue yeah. or that very bright light um, we just kind of soften it for one performance, and it's really wonderful. I mean, if it makes anyone more comfortable, it, yeah, it, it's, it's that's incredible so. That it's wonderful, and that's going to be that. Sunday, yeah. July twenty fourth yeah. at one p.m. I, I think that, that is that so cool. cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, so your cast—it's a small cast, but I'm telling you what, mm. everyone was Harriet yeah. was wonderful. Oh my gosh, um, Mrs. Bates, oh. um, George Knightley. I mean, 
And Who was my guy in the pants? Robert, Robert Martin. Robert. Oh, good Lord. Those tights. And Brad, <laughs> everyone, and, and Mr. Uh, Elton. It was, it really, if people just, you know, we've seen a lot of plays. Yeah, and this yeah, one just was so touched. I've been telling everyone just to go because it was thoroughly, thoroughly magical night of theater. We, I felt, and then Julia felt the oh. same way, and so did our friends. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, as, as the 10 people running around, I think each person has something like there's 64 separate costume changes yes. oh. during the course of that two hours. Oh, your so costume, what you people. wear is beautiful. My gosh, with your coloring and your hair, you're just gorgeous. You you remind us of Emma Stone. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. I will take that all the way home. Seriously. I love the hair color. It's a wig, yes. but of course, when I see it on me every night, I think, maybe. 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 You look great in it, Amelia. So do you, I mean, you have so many lines. lines. Oh, my gosh, you oh. really do. How How do you, you know, just remember an actor it tip, how do you remember it? <laughs> it, I mean, is, it is hard. I will say I've done two-handers in the past where you have a lot of lines to memorize, and I thought this would feel similar, but... Actually, because we were, there was so much to learn, so much choreography, those eight-hour rehearsal days, and then having to kind of stay in a studio for a few hours and learn and drill as much as I could, I felt like I was in boot camp for four weeks. But I knew that if you just kind of, if you push through that where it feels impossible, it, it gets into your body like a muscle. And I would say, you know, even now, the the way in which the lines are now part of my body is yes. so useful for the character. She now is as smart as she sounds. So She's so lovely. Really yeah, no, it's I just want joy. I want the August Wilson Theater at the like September fifteenth to have this production of Emma be there and they can just get, you know, say goodbye to funny girl. Oh, Lori, you're Lori hated Funny Girl. We just saw it in New York, Amelia. I oh, liked it. So she hated bad. it. We don't want to ruin your time here no, with us, so, Amelia. And talk about that. I'm just oh, giving no. I'm giving the August Wilson Wilson Theater an mm-hmm. idea. That's all. There you are. Where are you from originally? I'm from Philadelphia originally, and I went to school in New York and then stayed there. Uh, I love, love, love living there, but I've also really enjoyed my time in the Twin Cities. It's my first time really in the Midwest. I'm a I'm a northeast right. North, east coast girl, and uh, it's great out here. It's really wonderful cheese and lakes. <laughs> oh, I love beer. it! Cheese and lakes and beer. Yeah, that's what that's what we do here. I bet. So you now is there any plans after this production for you? Do you have other things? Is this going to go to Broadway? Is other things happening? I mean, listen, I, if if <laughs> If this goes to Broadway, I might I might change my schedule a little bit. But as of right now, uh, I'm going to go do a play with this same director, uh, the Emma director, Meredith McDonough, and actually with my George Knightley, Carmen. Uh, we're going to go do Private Lives in St. Louis together, the Noel Coward play. Yeah. So the British accent will be continuing uh, in St. Louis in September and October. Oh my gosh! And he's so he's he's so handsome. Isn't he just, oh, and just the nicest human. But yes, every time I have to turn around in the play and have that moment of going, wow, he's very attractive. It's so easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. You know, we see that you've done some film and television, The Good Wife, Blue Blood, Shades of Blue, Blacklist. And of course, our Juilliard grad. Is there something, do you prefer live performance over doing film and TV? Yeah, um, I, I would say they're, I, not to be this sort of 
unsatisfactory answer. I like them both. They're very, very different. I will say, especially after quarantine, after COVID, after so much time away from other people, the connective tissue of live theater is mm-hmm. just something that's the best. And as a comedian, I mean, as in terms of doing comedy, there is just nothing better than hearing an audience laugh. And I, so yeah. I would say uh, that is that is what I what I am the happiest to be doing right now. Yeah, you do have brilliant comedic timing in this. And it's so much of it is on your shoulders. I know she doesn't stop. Do you know that they hide cups of water on the stage for me? So oh, do I'm constantly, they? Surreptitiously, yes. Water. <laughs> well, because I was wondering, how do you keep your voice? And how does, I mean, we talk three hours a day mm-hmm. and I'm always worn out by the end of the week. I mean, mm. you talk two hours a night. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. And imagine those eight hour rehearsal days and then I'd be drilling lines. Those oh. were the worst. Actually, in a way now, doing the show once or twice in a day isn't even as difficult as those 10, 11, 12 hour days where I wouldn't stop. It felt just Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt, again, I felt like I was training. I was eating salads and trying to get lots of sleep and not a drink. And I mean, I just tried so hard to, to take good care because it was, it was a lot. It's all paid off. You're yeah. excellent. Yeah. We're talking so Emma good. at the Guthrie through August 21st. Really, people, the tickets are so affordable. Go see it. Amelia, it's so nice to meet you. And we'll watch for you all the time because you are that good. Uh, Oh, thank you. So I'm so thrilled you were there. And thank you for all your kind words. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It thank was you. so fun. Check out GuthrieTheater.org oh. for tickets. Bye, Amelia. Okay, listen. We'll Hi, be- thank you so much. Yeah, bye-bye. We'll be right back with Hollywood Speak. All right, Julia. So yes. this was in Radar. Okay, okay Radar, radar online. online, which... Here's the sentence. Okay. Radar has learned the possibility of Amber Heard's gut-spilling memoir is causing a frenzy in the publishing world. Uh, we've heard negotiations are in the ballpark of a whopping $15 million. Exclamation, exclamation. Did she send this to them <laughs> to get some publicity? I don't believe that. I don't know who would want to read it anymore. I can't believe any publisher would, would even pay that amount of money when she lost right. a defamation. Right lawsuit and even though they'll they'd have lawyers embedded i yeah i think he it would signed be a non-disclosure yeah, i know it's... for her divorce i don't know what you can disclose now besides she doesn't pay attention to it I, who wants it first of all yeah okay maybe that's the question so really would a publishing company really I don't, offer 15 that's a lot million? of money i i don't know that it, it's I don't think so. I think you're right. I think I don't she think so. is the leaker She's the radar the leaker. online with this story. I think so. I, right? I, I can't imagine. Or maybe um, one of her friends, you know, <laughs> gut spilling. That's a very distinct phrase. Oh, gut spilling. You know, is that a British thing? I is don't it, know. you know, whatever? That's a spe- very specific lingo. Gut spilling. Yeah, yeah it is. That's the tell. In yeah, it little, does. It feels made up. Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. I saw this interview um, with, with uh, it was on Entertainment Tonight uh, yesterday, and Miles Teller was at some celebrity golf tournament. Okay. So all, already, I feel like every statement that's going to come out of everybody's mouth is going to be somewhat douchey, because when you get people out of their movie star or their sports star thing, and then you put them in their golf clothes, I don't know. Sometimes I just like. I'm. I feel awkward for everybody involved. Well, you're funny. Uh, but he looks like he'd be a good athlete. Oh, I'm. I'm sure he. I'm sure yeah. he is. You know. Um, 
I did not like his dyed gingerish hair, though, in Maverick. I got to say, whatever color that hair was, I wasn't having it. That blonde gingery. That was him following. They were trying to match him with Goose, I guess, but. I guess. But it didn't. After watching it side by side with him as El Ruddy in the, in the offer with that yeah. beaut- those beautiful sideburns and that that brown, you know, hair. Yes. Oh, God, he was so cute. Did you know that the mustache is coming becoming popular because of this Please, movie. I hope so. Women it, love mustaches. It's it's growing everywhere, mm-hmm. but there's a big joke going around because a lot of men don't know how to grow a, or can't grow a good mustache. Yeah. So you, right. you gotta, if you're going to rock a stash, it's got to be a good Grant, one. Grant, you have excellent facial hair. We you do. Should I, should I come in on Monday with just a little... Little stash going, just just the mustache. Take the you rest. You want to? No, no. Do what Lily wants. Do what. Don't yeah. ask us. Don't ask us for sure. Please. <laughs> that is a personal question. Yeah. Sure. You're, you're never you're gonna, gonna weigh in on that. Mm-hmm. Although, if you want our opinion, we're happy to give. It. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Um. So so we told Henry, Kevin Frazier was there, and it yeah. was like Stephen Curry, and I'm sure these guys or have a blast. S- yeah, Steph Curry, Steph yeah. Curry, or whatever is yeah. he? I don't know. But I was slightly, you know, intrigued to see him in pants. I've only seen him in basketball shorts, and for who's Steph Curry? Yeah, oh, athletes look really good. Yeah, he had very pants. nice legs. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't get to see the booty, but, but you know, I can't remember who else okay, was there. Is this a fashion question? Oh yeah, Miles Teller. Here's what he said: <laughs> a hair color question. Here's what, what Miles said. Kevin asked him, "Have you talked to Tom about Top Gun Three? Now, it only took 35 years, you know, for his Top Gun mm-hmm. 2. Don't rush things, Kevin. And that came out, I mean, that was done before ago. COVID. The movie was done oh, before Oh, yeah, the COVID. movie's been done for a couple yeah. of years. Here's what he said. That would be great, but that's all up to TC. It's all up to Tom. I've been having some conversations with him about it. We'll see. Okay. Now, what are the headlines? They're in talks about Top Country. Right, 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 right. It's this one innocuous comment. Yes. And I love that Tom has uh, trained all of the young actors on Top Gun to refer to him as TC. Absolutely. Because uh, Glenn Powell wished happy birthday, TC. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's got their nose up his ass. Including John Ham. Yes. yes. Oh, Ham especially. And Hamm, oh, Ham for Hamm. sure. And the Hamaconda never felt like he'd put his nose up anyone's. No, I mean, that's true. He felt like he was a very strong, independent man, but it is up high. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because so, I'm sure that movie paid everybody a ton of money. You well, know? and if it didn't, you know... They, they're going to negotiate differently for the next one. Well, it impacts their future. 100%. Because now so many people have a, seen it. Yeah, that's part of a billion dollar mark and it right. cemented tom to continue to be a crazy cult scientologist which i hate that part of it i hate that we have to have boxes in our mind when it comes to him i know it but it you was, know it was a good movie i know what i hate it Lord. yeah okay here's a hollywood speak um <laughs> boxes in our mind scientologist check <laughs> Um, Martha deserted his daughter's check. Yeah. Um, so Martha Stewart recently went on Chelsea Handler's podcast and they were chatting about dating and Martha's, you know, a hot 80 year old. And she brought up two mad crushes that she's had. But she said, um, basically, she joked that she wishes some of her friends would die so she can date their husband. Love it. Love it. <laughs> well, you know, you think about it. How does she even meet people anymore? And you usually do stuff with people you like and couples. Mm-hmm. And that's so funny. And I think she said something to Lori like, I don't want him to die painfully. I mean, right. it, it, can, it can be an easy death. Yeah, it was Which fun. I think is funny. And she's she's likable. Darling. You oh, know, yeah. but I think a lot of, you know. 
She has problems. She just admitted she has problems meeting men because they're all married to friends of mine or something like that. And also because of, you know, she's the catch. Mm -hmm. Martha. Yeah. You know, and I mean, maybe she wants to, uh, you know, people go, they keep trying to set up with Rupert Murdoch, but Martha knows she would not be able to tolerate his foolish nonsense and how he runs things for more than um, 20 minutes. Right. Well, there you go, Lori. Yeah. And that's who comes to mind. I was not even going there for Rupert Murdoch. She doesn't need him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so she, she wouldn't would, tolerate. She would just say, can we do better? And it was Jerry Hall who leaked uh, the breakup to the New York Times about her and Rupert splitting up. Because he sold Disney while he was married to her. Oh, so she'll and get some money. She is going to get some money, she'll but she was money. taken out of... Um, it was out of the blue. It was via text, and she didn't get to go to her, the grand, the big wedding that had been planned for a year. Really? Yeah. Okay. She well, felt that's... bad. She felt bad. She thought everything was going swell. Jeez. Yeah, I know. But you know, there's a real big disconnect when you think everything's going swell, and you get informed I'm, in a text I'm, that it's over. I don't. I don't want to be 65 and married to a 91 year old. I can I say you, that. I don't want certain. I don't want to be anywhere age until I'm 88 to marry to a 91 year old. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean that's a big age gap. I don't see of, it at all. Of of where you are. I with, don't care how clever someone yes, is. Yeah. And how charismatic they are. Mm-hmm. And how much money they have. That's just too old. It, that's too many years apart. And yes. Look 90, at what happened with Anna Nicole Smith when she married Mr. Marshall. Remember? Right. And the kids sued her and they, she he, never He was in money. a wheelchair, so it was that looking was likely, likely was he wasn't going to be around long. And she was correct about nine months later. Yep. Oh, she never remember got how the money. long that? She, yeah, never, she never got the money. The well, it was such it. a gold digger move. It I, was. too, would... Support the family if my dad had, you know, lost his marbles and started spending all his money down at the toga. Yeah. You know, I'd have to step in. Yeah. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. And, and that is what happened. But he wasn't had millions it something million- Marshall. What was his first name? Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. This is how long we've been on the air. We watched I the know. Anna Nicole cool show on E. We watched it until it became uncomfortable. Years ago. Yeah. It years did ago. become uncomfortable. Yeah, all that did. became uncomfortable. Yeah. All, all right. right.